know what it takes to move good to great? Are you almost where you need to be but not quite there yet? Find your way to success today. Welcome to the James Stentley Show with Dr. James Stentley. We've got the tips and guidance you need to propel your success to the next level. Now, here's your host, Dr. James Stentley. Hello, it's Friday. It's 2 p.m. Central, 3 o'clock Eastern, 12 o'clock Pacific Time. So on Friday, that must mean it's time for the James Dentley Show. I want to welcome each and every one of you all to our show. Here we are once again. And uh, today I'm going to be my own guest. You know, I have a lot of content, a lot of things that I really want to share with each and every person that I can and give you an idea about what's going on, what's taking place and talk about the journey and how you can begin your hero's journey as well. As many people know that I am an international speaker. I've spoken in groups from network marketing groups to companies to even uh, uh, countries that brought me in, the governments to our Bangladesh on our way to India and Bali, uh, Spain, you know, Dubai, uh, Egypt. It goes on and on and on all over the place uh, throughout Europe, Dominican Republic as well. And I'm, I'm very honored uh, to have this opportunity to have a platform because you got to understand, you know, I'm not a person that comes from an education background. You know, my PhD is a public high school diploma. However, I do have an honorary doctor degree in divinity, and that's just from the work of my wife and I uh, doing work in our nonprofit space, just trying our best to make a difference in the lives of other people. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the 13 principles of success by Napoleon Hill, 13 principles of success. And next week, I'm going to do part two, which is going to be from my book, the Five Frequencies of High Performance. This book has been out for a minute. This is my book. Uh, we're working on the, the sixth frequency, Awakening. And we got some other cool stuff going on. I've got a, another book coming out called Monkey Stuff. Uh, it's called Monkey, Monkey Stuff. And that's how I can teach a monkey to be a millionaire and a dog and a seal. And I can teach you too. So how to do that. And I'll talk about that hopefully if I get a time to do it. So don't let it be too controversial. Uh, is that It's about behavior and the different ways that species learn and how as human beings we kind of complicate it. So next week we're going to talk about my book and we're going to deep sea dive a little bit into uh, the Observer's Chair by David Blanchard as well, who is the founder of the Augmentino Group and we're trusted partners with him as well. Well, you know, a lot of great things are taking place. And as many of you guys know, I'm on the world tour with the Think and Grow Rich organization. Uh, we're putting some things together uh, with the president of Think and Grow Rich as well. Uh, to work on a new book series for that. And we're pretty excited and very honored to get an opportunity to be able to play in that space. But I want you guys to know that this world tour is really impacting lives. We've been right now, this is the third city this weekend, and the third city is in um, San Diego. I mean, but the people are attending, man, their lives are just being impacted. They're getting it, you know, and, and we're honored because we're not doing it for the money. You know, we're going to Think and Grow Rich World Tour. Uh, it's costing us money to do it. But we all came together. And the goal wasn't to lose money, but the goal was to make a bigger difference, to get together, because the greatest value we have on this tour is each other. You know, from, from Angel Rivera to, 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 to Bill Walsh to uh, Dr. Sonia Stribling to Mario Lopez, of course, uh, Mr. John Chen, Dr. John Chen, who put this all together. And I watched him do it from a dream, from his vision. Uh, to Bill Dorman, to, to Dave Meltzer, Kevin Harrington is there with us. Omar Perry is there, uh, John Malat, Sharon, Sharon uh, Lecter, 
uh, Eric Swanson, and he goes on and on and on and on. Trayvon, you know, is there. There's so many of us, it's just hard to, and then we got the other thing and Grow Rich authors besides Sharon Lecter and uh, John Chinner there as well. And it's been a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, tour so far. This weekend, they are in uh, San Diego. It's not too late to get out there tomorrow and reserve your seat by going to TGRWorldTour.com, TGRWorldTour.com. After that, in Sacramento on June 7th and June 8th, and then to Phoenix, Arizona, June 28th, 29th. Uh, in July, going to be in Boston, Boston, Massachusetts, and June 20, July 26th, 27th. I love Boston's culture. I love their language. I love it. I love their sense of community, uh, just the way they come together as a community all the time. And in New York, going to be uh, August 23rd, 24th, and then on to Orlando, then Tampa, then Houston, then Dallas, and then finally Atlanta in November. And that's just the beginning because the first year, first month of 2020, we're going to take it overseas and it'll be international. And as we build out, we have a lot of celebrities going to come through. Will Smith is scheduled to be on some parts of the tour. We've had, um, I mean, just so many entertainers has been popping in and supporting uh, the work we're doing because Napoleon Hill went on a 20-year quest to, uh, to identify uh, 500 of the most wealthiest people in the world. And at that time, in the 30s, they interviewed only men. So they're going to do 500 men to find out what was the keys to success for these men. How did they handle adversity? What were those adversities? To share their story uh, so people who would read the book, who would pick that book up, think and grow rich and read it, can find similarities in the stories of people who become super successful and they can follow that path or uh, find out what people did when they were facing tremendous adversities and then they could have more options uh, to find out what are the habits, the traits, the mindset. You know, how are they thinking? Because the thing about someone who's making millions or billions of dollars and everyone else, well, it can't be time because all of us have the same 24 hours in a day. You know, a billionaire doesn't get a 30th hour. So I submit that we all have enough time. We just don't always have enough years because if we're 50 years old, then we're to the halfway mark. We're halfway to the goal, mark, goal line once you hit 80. You know, so time is of essence. I think it's about really taking the action today, action, action, that's the word. I'm gonna talk about action, clarity, I'm gonna talk about the 13 principles. And if you can write some of this stuff down, write it down please, because I wanna uh, ski and I wanna deep sea dive a little bit at the same time. And really, to put it in a book. And when he finished the book, you know, uh, his wife uh, held him back from publishing Outwitting the Devil. Outwitting the Devil was a very controversial book, but it's very deep. And the book written back in the 30s, uh, if you read that book or listen to the audio, uh, is so ap applicable to life today, what we face today and how we can be able to project the future. So how did they know in the 30s what we're going to be facing and we're going into 2020 in a few months? So it's a very, very impactful book. And Sharon Lecter uh, was brought on by Thinking Girl Rich uh, with a good friend of ours, uh, Greg Reed, uh, Greg Reed, who uh, has Secret Knocks. And uh, he's written about 80 books, but Sharon Lecter uh, came aboard to help him finish the book. Uh, five feet from gold. And uh, then Sharon uh, could, uh, by, could, you know, got together with Robert Kiyosaki, and she was the co-author of the entire Rich Dad, Poor Dad series, Cashflow Quantum, all that, even the game Cashflow. And when she decided that that relationship was going in a space that she wasn't comfortable with, and you know, she made a decision to go in her, in her own space, and she created Thrive Time for Teens, but then the Napoleon Hill Foundation brought her in to write Think and Grow Rich for Women. Because if you look at our society today here in this, this country, women are still not paid equally as men 
even though women are more educated than men as a, in terms of statistics and numbers, and women have a lot more to deal with, with um, baby making, baby having, baby raising than men, and then baby caring for for the rest of their life. Because you know, some of us can be hold on to mama for a long, long time, but that's all good I hold on to mine. But, uh, you know, so women just face so many things, and that's why I really love our show last week with Passion, because we were talking about how we can have it all. And I love when my wife, Dr. Kara Scott, is definitely is on, is on with me because uh, she exemplifies uh, so much knowledge and so much um, strategy and so much goodness in, because she just really is who she is from her heart. You know, we have a lot of uh, passionate discussions about many, many things and a lot of but more loving, soft discussions as we're in agreement, as I'm learning. Because I believe for men, the number one language we need to learn, everybody says we should learn Spanish. Well, yeah, we do. Pretty soon they'll have an app. Uh, where there'll be a chip in your ear and you'll speak to someone and uh, your words will come out to them uh, through a microphone in Spanish. Pretty soon with artificial intelligence, there's going to be a chip in your head. So you're here and you'll be able to speak different languages and that will solve that. So the biggest challenge we have that they have not found an answer for, the technology hasn't come up. Now here's all these tech guys, everybody with these great imaginations. The number one communication tool I think that we need, especially as men, is gender. You know, uh, uh, Gray, John Gray wrote the book, Men Are From Mars, Women From Venus. I remember meeting John and hearing him, and he has these camps to really kind of help people to get it together. You know, sometimes a lot of us need to enroll in that camp. If it's not too late, John, if you can hear me, come hear me, say, come save our brother up in here. Come save all my brothers, you know, up in here. But the bottom line is really gender. You know, we just think differently. We process differently. And then we could take uh, our feelings of it differently, you know, and we're very, uh, we're very uh, uh, competitive and women are more collaborative. Not to say women are not competitive and not to say all men are not collaborative, but in nature, you know, we are, I've been called the hunter and the gatherer. <laughs> uh, lady, uh, one of my, my sister, Nicole says, uh, so you're the hunter and the gatherer, huh? And we got a good laugh of, of that one. But she kind of pegged me and it took me about a week to understand what she really meant. It sound cute, but uh Took me a while to understand it because sometimes we don't. So, uh, so she wrote Think and Grow Rich for Women. It's really important. Dr. Dennis Kimbrough was writing a book called What Makes the Great Great. He went to Napoleon Hill Foundation to get them to endorse and publish that book. And they said, well, you know what? We've got a book that Napoleon Hill started on, but he didn't finish it. And if you have finished that book, then we'll get behind What Makes the Great Great. And he wrote What Makes he wrote Think and Grow Rich, A Black Choice, where he interviewed African-American success stories. I was sharing an interview female success stories when Napoleon Hill interviewed predominantly white success stories. And then there was a book for Think and Grow Rich for Latinos. Uh, then Rosetta came back with Think and Grow Rich for the Caribbeans. And then John Chen has just released Think and Grow Rich, How Rich Asians Think. And he is executive producer of Think and Grow Rich, the movie. So if you didn't know there was a movie, you can Google that. I'll get you the information next week, and I'll put it on social media as well. But Think and Grow Rich, the movie. As a matter of fact, I'll put it on our website uh, next week. Uh, and John Shin with the vision. Write that down because we're going to talk about your vision. John Shin with his vision, when he told me he wanted to put together this tour, he went from vision to a white piece of paper on a door and to fruition. Next thing I know, it's happening. So... Uh, kudos to him. And I, I just ask each and every one of you guys to go out there, do yourself a favor and get people out there. If you have a team of employees or you have uh, coworkers or people you care about, you want to work together and really want to uh, grow to the next level. You definitely want to get out there because within that, 
there's also a mastermind group that uh, there, there's no selling. The only thing they're going to offer is a mastermind. So you got 20 speakers, and all you can do is join the mastermind to work with these incredible individuals to help you take your life to the next level. So when I talk about these 13 principles, they're going to be tied into everything and tie the thread between that and Think and Grow Rich. And then we'll tie it back to five frequencies uh, that's going to take place next week. So I'm excited. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. Pretty excited. You know, most people don't know how fast they can swim until they have sharks that are pursuing them. But the ones who succeed in life's great race are the ones who wisely set their pace. Their pace is not set as fear requires, but every stroke is a product of their desires. So if you ever find yourself sitting in an ocean filled with decisions, you can choose to be guided by your fears or by your visions. But not us. Not, not us. We're the ones who, who set high goals. We're the ones who reach high marks because none of us, none of us will be waiting to see those sharks. All right. Let's go to work. The principle number one, if you can write it down, please write it. If not, you go to thejamesintleyshow.com and you can get it out the archives in the next couple of days. Number one is desire. Write that down. Desire. Desire is a must. A desire focuses on the presence or, uh, or the addition of something. When you have a burning desire, there's a presence of something that is directed towards something. It's something you want to add to your life. It's something you want to create or something you want in your life. That's that burning desire. When you want a thing in your life, you've got a feeling that propels you and draws you towards your dreams and your goals. Okay? Uh, I, I like it. Desire is like a... Uh, Inspiration, when you have desire, you're inspired. That means you wake up and you just can't wait to call her. You, you wake up, you can't wait for them to call you. You know, when I see her face everywhere I go, on the street and even on the picture show, desire. You know, some of us remember growing up and even today, you know, you had a burning desire just to talk to somebody, to be to somebody, to just to create something. It's something that you're drawn to that also it has so much fire, it draws you to action because it's so red hot. A red hot burning desire. It breaks through the gravitational pull of normalcy. Ah, yeah, that's it. To break through the gravitational pull of normalcy, of complacency, of the same old, same old, of the same soup, clean bowls, but fresh crackers. It breaks you through that burning desire, that red hot burning desire. You know, that's what George Frazier meant when he said, when you set yourself on fire, the world will come out and see you burn. You have to have desire. This carries a frequency. Desire carries a frequency that creates attraction. Yeah, because we have that burning desire. There's an energy that goes with it. It, it changes your energy decision. It's a, a, a signature. That means when you walk in a room, people can feel you. Why? Because you're going somewhere. That's why I always tell people when I go through all these things, you got to have a coach. You got to have a coach. You need a coach. You need a mentor. Be mentor from books, but you need a coach because a coach can get more out of you even with that burning desire to direct it, to help you get the plan, to help you to gain the things that you seek and avoid the things that you don't want to achieve in your life, to gain pleasure and to avoid pain. So the first is desire, red hot. Then in order to have desire, you must have something to focus it on. That means what is it that you want in your life? What does you want? Play with your imagination. What do you want? What do you want? You know, the hardest thing to be sometimes is just to be. You have everything you need. Well, what do you want? And as I ask people that question over and over again, I found, I found I truly have that most people just want to be somebody, just want to find a sense of significance. You know, sure, people want money and they want to travel, they want freedom, they want to help their family. When you have all those things, what do you want? That's why Solomon said, vanity of vanity, all is vanity. He said, I've got 3,000 
concubines, 300 wives. I got all the clothes I can handle. I got more gold than everybody in the world, but I have a hole in my life that you can drive a Mack truck through. Desire. Desire is key. Now, we're going to take about 90 seconds from now. We're going to go on break, but the next one is faith. Write that down, faith. You know, the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. It's kind of oxymoron when you say evidence and then not seen, but now we can track DNA. You can't see it with the naked eye, but if you've been someplace, if you touch something, we know you've been there. You know, if, if you sweat, we can know by your sweat who you are. We can pinpoint who you are and only you to a 99.999999% uh, accuracy that that's who you are. You know, we're born as individuals and, and we have that faith, the faith. As uh, the Bible says, we have faith the size of a grain of a mustard seed, and you can move mountains. See, when that desire stems, stems, and attracts uh, the things, emotion, and that is how your faith is formulated. Your faith is something that shows up when you don't have anything to, uh, it's like flying the airplane. i tell you what, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to take a short break. We're going to take a commercial break from the radio show, and uh, we're going to come back, and I'm going to go deeper in faith. And uh, so we're going to take about one minute, 90 seconds tops, and come right back. And let's have some fun with this thing called faith. Be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are ready to be inspired, energized, and edutained, you've come to the right place with our two life-changing programs at BeTheStarYouAreRadio.com. Live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Listen for our lifestyle show, Star Style, Be The Star You Are, with our host, Cynthia Bryan. Then on Sundays at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern, Teens Talk and the World Listens on Express Yourself Teen Radio. Play with with us at be the star you are radio.com and the voice america empowerment channel how do you define work is it that mundane monday through friday place that seems to be sucking a third of your life out of you or have you made it a place of personal fulfillment achievement and purpose if you are looking to make your work life the latter tune in to working on purpose with elise cortez there are all kinds of inspiring work-life stories told by people who have made work something to look forward to every day. Working on Purpose can be heard every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Again, that's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we are back. And for those of you who did not get that, you can also reach out to me at JD at the James Dentley Show.com. That's JD at the James Dentley Show.com. Next week's going to be very interesting because we're going to open it up for Q&A and I'll be giving you a, a phone number you can dial in so we can interact with a few people on the phone. So I was talking about faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You know, a desire stems and attracts emotion that forms one's belief and that is informed by what, by your belief. You know, what you believe, what you, what you live, you learn, what you learn, you practice, and what you practice, you become. And we all have faith in something. 
Some people have faith that they don't have faith in anything, but they have faith in that. When I sat in this chair, I had faith that it would hold me up. And if you ever gotten on an airplane before, uh, let me ask you a few questions. When you get on a plane, do you have a thorough understanding of aerodynamics? Most people would say no. Okay. That's PowerPoint, power plant, and airframe. Now, most of us have to say no. Do you know the pilot and their flying history and how they feel when they are emotionally right at that moment? No, we don't know the answer to that. And if you look out the window to the left or the right, when you're at 30,000 feet, can you really tell if the plane is taking you where you really want it to go? No. So we had to operate that with faith. You know, Faith without, without desire sits idle. So a lot of people have faith, but they don't have desire. They have faith, but it's not an action. That's why the Bible says faith without work is dead. Faith must have action because that's the nourishment required to manifest what you see and what you feel that nobody else can see. It's all yours. That, 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 that gift that's been given to you, the vision that's been given to you is locked into your faith. Desire without faith is idle. If you have a burning desire, but you don't have any faith or belief that it can come true to you, then it's, it sits idle. It cannot manifest. So these things go hand in hand, just like grass and water, you know, like you know, grass and dirt. They have to exist in the same spot in order for them to grow, okay? So the, both, the thing you want to understand is that both of these keep you in a pattern. When you have faith in something and you put action behind it, you'll get into a pattern because you'll get up and you will move towards the things you believe because you have the desire behind it, okay? And that faith is the faith in something, so it's going to drive you towards that something. So whatever your whatever is, that's going to help prepare you there. But if you allow it to sit idle because you got faith without desire or desire without faith, it sits idle and it puts you in a loop and you can't move and nothing changes because then you're operating off your habits. You know, those things and those rituals, those things we create that you just do it and don't even know you're doing it. Like you could be off work and answer the phone as if you're at work or you could be off work and you get in your car and you hit the expressway or hit a street like you're going to work and you're not supposed to be going that way. You're off today. Okay. So we get into these rituals. We get into uh, these habits. So you have to believe first and foremost that you deserve it. That's going to start building a belief and that's going to start igniting your faith. And that's going to be the fuel that's going to take that desire and turbocharge it. And you can take it through a brick wall and what you want in your heart, you'll get it, but you've got to believe you deserve what you desire. You know, and if you believe that you don't deserve it, you'll prove it. The thinker thinks and the prover proves. That's why Job says the things I have feared have come upon me because he had feared and he locked into his mind, his subconscious mind. We'll talk about that a little deeper. What was that you're expecting the worst that happened and the worst happened. You're expecting the worst and you get the worst. That's why uh, you see cars hit a pole, but in between the pole, there's a lot of space. So why don't you just try to gear towards the space because in your mind and in your subconscious and your spirit, what you're saying, your conversation is don't hit the pole, don't hit the pole, don't hit the pole. So now you make the pole the focus. And that's what he meant when he said the things I fear have now come upon me because you go what you're focused on. See, your life is going to be based upon your most dominant thoughts. So if you think somebody's out to get you, well, more people are going to be out to get you. If you think most people are bad, then everybody's going to have bad experiences with people. You know, I figure that people get to be whoever they choose to be, and I get to choose where I want them in my space, how close I let them get to me, how I interact with them, if I do. But I can still love them. I just love them over there. Now, a lot of people say, wait a minute, James, that's a little deep. But not because you have to, because you get to, because that is who you are, because that will give you a sense of, 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 of calming, of spirit, of tranquility. I call it a quiet 
intensity. You know, faith makes desire come true. Belief and action brings everything to fruition for you. And you activate that with affirmations and self-talk, uh, the environment that you spend time to talk a lot about that a little bit later. And you begin to recognize, uh, you begin, you'll begin to recognize your self-limiting beliefs and you'll be able to recognize and catch some of the things you say and some of the, the stinking thinking that kind of holds us back, okay? Because we got to get it together. We can't control what other people do. We can't fix other people. We can't make people be a certain way, but we can be that way. Yeah, but we're focusing on that this person is bad. I was talking to a gentleman a week ago, and they kept had nothing but bad things to say about somebody else. And, and I get it. He was hurt or wounded or offended, or this person somehow did not meet their value uh, uh, pedigree, <laughs> their value levels that they thought was right or wrong. And I submit to you, and I, and I do, look, as human beings, we do our stuff. But I submit to you that let us focus on things above our head, not those things below our feet. So if it's not for you, it's not for you. But when you're focusing on that, giving that energy, that's where you're taking your faith and you're taking your desire. And you do it to protect other people, but you really uh, put a shield up in front of yourself which shows your, uh, your eyes and your spirit and your frequency so you can't, be in tune and lock into the things that are really for you. So you got to focus on the things that you want and not the things that you don't want and desire and faith for a big, big part of that. Auto-suggestion. Auto-suggestion means you got to feed your mind. That means you have to feed the mind. Be careful about the things you listen to, who you spend your time around, because who you spend your time around ultimately will influence your thoughts. You know, none of us get unscathed. Either you're influencing someone or someone's influencing you. There's never shade of gray, okay? Either people asset or liability. So all I suggest is how you're feeding your mind. And uh, I'll go a little bit deeper later, but I say write down your goals of the things you desire, the things that you put your faith behind, and then you put action behind it. You put that action behind it. So all I suggest is what you feed your mind. Meditate. Meditate every day. You know, for me personally, the days I get up and I meditate and I get my mind cool and I project my day and who I'm going to be and how I show up, my days are always great. All my days are great. Some just better. But my days are just better than great. Great, great, greater, better. They're gooder. Okay? Gooder days. Now, when I don't do that, I get caught and spashed by the day, and I get caught off guard in that human condition. So um, I, my suggestion is, for auto-suggestion, is that feed your mind and get your mind directed towards the things you want, where they automatically will just start popping off and feeding off everything that comes at it. And some things you don't have to deal with. Some things you could just... Ah, turn and it's just going right by you. It's like martial artists. You know, some people have to block the punch. Some people just turn slightly and the punch just goes right past them. And then they're all off balance. But you can see clearly and everything slows down for you. So auto suggestion is feed your mind, meditate, read books, listen to things that empower you, and watch who you spend your time around because we do influence one another. You ever met someone and they tell them they're feeling sick, they're feeling bad, they made you feel sick and bad, they made you tired, they're so tired. They were so negative, man. If, if they walked out of a dark room, they developed. Man, they're so negative. Next thing you know, they got you being negative. So you got to be careful of that. It's no different than our children. If your children are hanging around people who swear a lot or smoking cigarettes or doing drugs or drinking, the odds are they're going to do it or they'll be there if trouble comes that way. They'll be in the midst of that trouble. So very, very important. Specialized knowledge. Mm. If acquiring knowledge all by itself would be it, um, professors would be the wealthiest people in the world. You know, people of, of learning, 
be that learn for a profession and teach, they'd be the most wealthiest people in the world. So it's not only about knowledge. It's really about uh, specialized knowledge to get the information that is applicable to your dreams and your goals. That's locked into the things that go in alignment with your faith, the things you meditate on and the things that you desire in your heart. Okay. You have specialized knowledge. I learned a long time ago, you can read 12 books on any subject. It would begin to make you an expert on it. Okay. Because think about it. If it was just knowledge, the internet's available to everybody. All the knowledge you need in the world is there for you. We can get to knowledge. Okay. So focus on learning how to make your dreams come true. That's it. Focus on learning how to make your dreams come true. I remember uh, years ago, I was in Crete, Greece, um, early 2000s, and there was a gentleman I'm going to have on, my, uh, on my, my team call on Sunday night named George Zalicki. He was one of my mentors. I watched this man 50 years in network marketing, started off as a college professor, brilliant man. Uh, this man has trained more millionaires than I could ever shake a stick at, but he's also as a speaker and a thought leader. For, for decades, for over 40 years, 50, 45 years out there in the circuit with concepts that most people have never heard before. So I'm so excited that he's going to be speaking with my team uh, on Sunday because we've got a plan now to get this thing settled. Whatever your dreams and goals are, if you need some finances to get it done, we're going to get it done. You like helping people, we're going to help them, and you're going to make some money. If you don't want any money, then give it away to somebody who needs it. You still made a difference in their life. If you want to have fun and see the world, good, but it'd also be helpful if you can get there. I went to a uh, to a, a Bangladesh. And I tell you, there's a big difference by riding coach and riding business class or first class. Business class, your seat lays out to a bed, mattress goes on top, room service 24 hours a day, got a bar, a bar and a lounge there. I mean, you're eating lamb chops. I mean, it's crazy. You got your own 32-inch television in your own space. First class, you got, you can close the door, you got a shower on the plane. So it's a difference in how you want to travel. So if you want to have fun and see the world, go. Tell the universe your first class. Don't worry about what you don't have. Okay, just just focus on it. And then you learn what is necessary to make your dreams come true. That's what's key. I remember we're sitting on the plane going to Greece and um, his name was George. And George said to me, he said, James, you know, most people never ask the right question. They don't know the right question to ask. Now, I watched this man build a business for 20 years, passive residual. That means residual income, like our residual is seven figures. That means we can work 10 hours a week or no hours a week. We still make seven figures. I have not worked the whole year. I'm still going to make seven figures. Okay. That's a blessing. And you have to work to get it there. But I've helped a lot of people get it there. We've had it there for over five years now, well over six years. So when you look, George said, uh, this guy, watch this guy make between 250 to $475,000 a month passive income for 20 years. Huh. 20 years. You listen to people like that, and he's, and he's a man of integrity, a man who helps people but don't play with, that doesn't play with people. Um, and he said, James, nobody knows the right question to ask. And I was embarrassed because we are at the same position. He was just more successful than me, and I didn't know the right question to ask as well. It took me a decade to figure out the right question. And the question was simply, what do you really want with your life? Where do you want to go? And when you have that clarity there, and then you're willing to put the burning desire because you want it so bad. You, it's almost like it hurts to be without it. And then you, you got the faith that you can believe that it's yours. You have the faith that your father has 
houses on a thousand hills. He faith that there is no lack, that you're born a royal priesthood, set apart, beautifully and wonderfully made, holy like nothing, that you will be given the desires of your heart. The faith that if one person can, another person can. Faith that there is no lack, it's just lack of thinking of possibility. The faith of that is about your imagination, that you look towards the hills which come with your help. The faith that, that you lock on to, that other people can't see, that means you have blinders on like a horse in a race. You can't see the left or the right because if you can see and peek, you might go over there. Somebody might hold out an apple and the horse is gone. So the faith that you have to have to do it. And he said, nobody asks the right questions. Wow. And the right question was always, James, if I do this, how can I make this work for me? How can I get the life I want? How can I help my family, my parents, my children, pay off my student loans, my mortgage? How can I finance my dream and expand the business I have? How can I go out there and serve my community and help people? I have a heart for seniors, heart for children, heart for the hungry, heart for the afflicted. How can I do it? That's the only question. That's the only question. Because when you get that how, it's always going to come once you get the why. Number five is imagination. Everything in life happens two times. It's the thought, then the thing, the mental, the physical, the inner, and then the outer. There's two types of imagination. One is synthetic it's imagination. Synthetic imagination is caused by the effects around you. They're limited. Then there is creative imagination, and it becomes the cause of effects. See, synthetic imagination is the effects of the causes is caused by the effects around you. So uh, that means something happens and you have to respond to what happens. Your imagination is tied into that. So you're like uh, trapped. And how do I get out of there? How do I get out of there? There's a book by Spencer Johnson called Who Moved My Cheese? Short book. You don't like to read, read it because it's an easy read. And when you read the book, it talks about sniff and scurry, these two mice, and they would go every time to get their cheese. And one time the cheese was gone. So they got into a habit. They got into a ritual. You know, that habit. You know, the poet, when he said, who am I? I'm your constant companion the greatest helper and your heaviest burden. I can lift you upward or I could drag you down to failure. If you teach me to do a thing repeatedly, I begin to do it automatically. I'm easily managed, but you must be firm with me. I am the first to all those who are great and the last those who are failures as well. Those who are great, I have made great. Those who are failures, I have made failures. I am not a machine, yet I operate with the precision of a machine, yet the intelligence of a human being. But if you teach me and train me, I'll lay the work at your feet. But if you're easy with me, I will destroy you. Who am I? I'm called habit. Imagination, creative imagination becomes a cause of effects. That means you see it and then you create it. In the beginning, God created. Well, God lives in you. He lives, he lives, he lives. And, you know, you heard the song right there. He walks with me, talks with me. You know, he says, great is he who lives in me. He says, he told his disciples, Jesus told disciples, the things I have done, so you shall do also. Not maybe. So you can do also. So you shall do also. So that means you have to claim it and you have to embrace your birthright and understand no matter what has happened to you in your life, no matter what challenges you've ever had, they are now preparing you for something greater. So you take all those afflictions and you wear them. You carry that cross. If you can't carry it no more, you lay it at the cross. Take my yoke and learn. Okay? Imagination, you know, you think about the things you want and what you want in life and no matter how old you are now, what is it going to take for you to have the lifestyle you desire or to be able to make the difference that you see in your mind you're going to create? This imaginative force. Remember, everything that you, you look around your house right now, whatever room you're in, if you're driving, whatever you see, once upon a time, it wasn't there. did not exist. Start off with a cave, sitting on a rock. Everything else was created. So if you close your eyes, you can start creating things all right now. Start asking yourself questions like a five-year-old. Why is this there? 
Why is that? How can we make it better? You know, we live in a world of disruption where the world's about to change with you know, artificial intelligence, augmented reality, virtual reality. Everything is changing. They'll be able to do surgery on your behind from a doctor that's living in India. And they'll be able to with a computer and move everything in a computer. That means it's going to save so many lives because you have to wait for the doctor to fly in. The doctor's in. He's got to sit down, turn the hit on button, and let's go. The life is about to change dramatically, man. If we can't be in front of the thought of the new thoughts and new technology, then how can we accessorize it? How can we market it? How can we get a piece of that? Move it towards that. Use your imagination. Think of the things you want. And then you say, okay, James, I want to travel. What does that mean? How does it make you feel? But that's a feeling of freedom. Well, I want a new car, sports car. But in my dream car, it makes you feel powerful. It makes you feel sexy. I want to help my family. It makes you feel significant. It makes you feel good about yourself. There's a sense of accomplishment, of worthiness. Whatever it is, there's an end value. Those are the things you want. The means value is how it makes you feel. What emotion is attached to that? Use your imagination with desire, with faith, and with all the suggestion. And then you learn about it and watch it manifest in your life. We just hit number five. I got to go quickly. We're going to take another short break. We're going to come right back with the James Tipley Show in about 90 seconds. Let's take a break. I'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. It's time to transform your life. Start by tuning in to The Glenise Show with Glenise Hughes. Glenise combines business, relationships, wealth, life, and a whole lot of magic to create abundance and prosperity in every part of your life. It's all done through straight and often frank discussions in the best way that Glenise knows how. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Master your life with The Glenise Show. You're listening to Black Friday every Friday here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Grow. Evolve. Change. You're tuned in to The James Stentley Show. We'd love to hear from you via email with questions and comments. Drop us a line to JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Again, that's JD at thejamesstentleyshow.com. Now, back to the show. All right. All right, all right. Welcome back. I've been talking to another group here, and I want to roll right through. Uh, these other principles by Napoleon Hill of creating success. Now, we just love imagination. Number six is organized planning, okay? That means get your concrete plan. You know, that's why it's important to have a coach. You know, a coach, by definition, uh, came from uh, back in around Italy where they, they created the stage coaches. And a stage coach, you were a very influential person, a person of purpose, a person of statue. That means that was a person of meaning. And a person of meaning is simply someone who knows where they want to go. They want to go somewhere of importance because they are someone 
of importance. So if you understand it, that you are someone of importance and you have these dreams and goals and you're going somewhere of importance, then you, in those days, would take a coach to get there. So in layman's terms today, a coach is a person or a situation you put yourself in that is designed solely to take you to your desired destination, but only a person of influence gets in there. And you have to be a very confident person to get a coach because people who live with their ego can't do it. So and the reason I say that because we all have blind spots and you need people that's going to be able to help you because no one ever gets to their full potential by themselves. So you need a concrete plan, a guide, a mentor to prepare you, to prepare you because they can see some obstruction ahead of you, to go before you to see the roadblocks. You have, a, like I said, two heads are better than one. Okay. Number seven, decision. Ah, be resolute. Make up your mind. You know, when Napoleon Hill wrote the book, Think and Grow Rich, Andrew Carnegie was one of the most wealthiest people in the world. He did not play around. He had one philosophy that if he asked you to do something or asked you or request you to make a decision, if you didn't make a decision inside of 60, should be 45 seconds, he would tell you no and take it away from you. I don't care if you were the banker, the attorney. If he asked you a question, he wanted people that are decisive. Why do you think people in corporate America get golden parachutes for 30, 40, 50 million dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars? I've seen uh, one gentleman sell his company, LCI International. Uh, Brian Thompson, I believe it was but Brian Thompson and uh, I can't remember the other gentleman's name, but Brian walked out with 600 plus million and his president, Tom Wynn, walked out with 300 plus million. They gave ACN $100 million. Why? Because they know how to make decisions. See, leaders make decisions. Okay, they don't waver. The people who make up their mind quickly usually change it slowly. The people who change it, make up their mind slowly, usually change it quickly. Be resolute. Make a decision on what you're going to do and achieve it. Okay. Making it, you can change your mind on the process because you can change your mind and alter it, but you can't be wavering this way or that way. I see people get in network marketing companies and they want to get in three or four. I see very successful people want to do four companies. Never in the history of the human race is somebody better make more money, make money and two companies at the same time because they don't understand the dynamics of it. They're running from the hard work that's required in these principles. Okay, so make a decision. And follow it through. But if you make a bad decision or a decision that may not be applicable because everything is timing, then you can change your mind. But don't go like the Dow Jones. One day you up, one day you down. Okay, Dow Jones, I feel like that's the flu. Next one, number eight is persistence. Be persistent and never give up. The average millionaire dips and dabbles in 17 different things and goes flat broke 3.2 times. See, the average millionaire, the average person that's of high success, and even if it's not money, but it's money is tied to it because, see, don't think of money as liquid money and currency. Think of money as energy because it's the same thing as anything else. It's energy. It gives you access. It allows you to have resources to do what it is you need to do because if you think you're going to do it because you're wishing and willing, it ain't going to happen for you. When was the last time that worked for you? Are you willing to give that up? Okay, you got to be persistent. You got to be the person that want to chop down the oak tree. Understand you hit it one time, two times, three times. That tree is not following, falling, but you understand that if you keep whacking these little childish whacks one at a time, the tree will fall. So you have to be like the raindrop that washes away the mountain. You see those mudslides? Well, it's a certain amount of rain that gets, 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 wakes a weaker, weaker, weaker. And then that one drop hits it, bing, and then everything comes down. Will that be you? Will you be like Colonel Sanders after a thousand and eight people reject you? That you keep going? Will you persist until you succeed? Because if you persist, you'll win. That's why you can be like the Ferrari and get there fast. Okay? You can be like the, 
like the Toyota and get there for sure. Or you could be like the tank and roll over everything. Just it ain't pretty coming, but anything in the tank way, the tank is just going, just going. Tank. That's what you go to war with. The tank. Tank mentality of persistence. The mastermind. Mastermind is alignment. You must align yourself with people, with like-minded people. The only reason why I can sit before you and even say the things I'm saying and even have these things in me because it was a passion of my life. I was so sick and tired of making mistakes. I was so sick and tired of getting so far and in the crumble. I was sick and tired of being tired and sick. I realized that I didn't have to have the answer, so I began to serve. I had to serve a leader to become a leader. I deserve a thought leader to become a thought leader. I serve the best-selling author to become a best-selling author. I deserve the best-selling best speakers in the world to become one of the best speakers in the world. I learned from the best because when I got in alignment, it gave me access to rooms and information and spirit and energy and frequency that allowed me to elevate the way I think, the way I live. And even when I do make mistakes, because I make them, but I can still wear it and own it without taking a feeling of shame and guilt, but just in correction and praise, and thank you, and acceptance, and gratitude, and everything. Mastermind. He who keeps company with the wise shall be wise, but he who keeps company with fools shall be destroyed. I didn't say it. Read it, okay? Get a, get a mastermind. We have one. If you're interested in a mastermind, I play with everybody, man, with the city, the city gala. I mean, we play with everybody. We play with people. Man, I am so thankful. Not only do we know a ton of billionaires, forget about that. That may be bragging. These are wonderful people. We've got a gentleman, a friend of mine named Paul, worth $7 billion. He dedicated his life to going on his, going out in different countries under assumed name and to rescue kids from the sex trade. And if they found out who he was, they'd kill him. And he risked his life going around the world. He just came back from the Pope, a visit with the Pope. He, we were honored together with my wife and I and our nonprofit um, at the City Gala a few years ago. Wonderful, wonderful man. I look at Jeff Hoffman. One of the gentlemen was the co-founder of Priceline, who created who uh, created the uh, the kiosk machines and all the airports where you get your boarding pass because he was tired of being in line and he missed his plane. And listening to him and all the great work he does, look at Sir Richard Branson, who started Virgin Airlines because they they missed their plane. Everybody's moaning and hollering. He went and rented another plane, got everybody to chip in a little bit of money. Boom! Hey, we can make this a business. Ah, okay. So mastermind, get around people to help you grow. If you want a good mastermind, I can recommend you read one for you. If you want to be a speaker, I can recommend the best of the best because they're in the wheelhouse. Transmutation. Transmutation is when you become fully self-expressed. That's that thing that makes you kind of sexy. That's the thing that makes you charming. That's the thing that makes you attractive to other people. It gets people to draw in. Transmutation is important. Uh, in the book, the original Think and Grow Rich book, Think and Grow Rich book, it says sexual transmutation it was very controversial, the most controversial chapter in the book. But it had nothing to do with sex itself in the physical state. It had everything to do with being able to take that attractiveness, to be in harmony, to be in tune, to be present, to be with another human being. That means you stand in a in the power of your vulnerability. You stand in the power. A lot of people don't like the word humility. It's just a word. You stand in the power of it. That means you don't have to deal with everything. Some things you just let it go. But you know who you are so you can relax and chill because you don't want to be like a sentry on guard all the time. So get a mastermind to impact your thinking. And then you get a group of people there. And the goal of a mastermind is get people who can help you grow that they get together. We all get together and figure out how can all 11 of us solve your problem? What resources do we have? What experiences do we have? What it's, uh, education that we have, what do we have to help you become better? Now it's not just you, it's 11 more. 
and the power is exponential because of that. And if you're the smartest person in your group, well, you need a new group. Now, I tell you this, if you want to join a mastermind and work with me, be a person of integrity and quit whining and moaning about other people and everything they did wrong to you because you can't be a victim and win because you're trapped. You got your foot stuck in some cement. You want to run. It's going to be very difficult, very difficult, okay? Because the wrong person cannot be in the right environment. Nobody wants that person that whines and moans and everything's bad and everybody did this to them. What do you want to create? How do you want to serve? Things have happened to everybody. When things go wrong, don't go wrong with it. All right. Transmutation. Transmutation. Fully self-expressed. You let your emotions out there. You connect. When you get it and you do that through being in a mastermind of people until you're so comfortable that you can operate. And you can flow. So like a martial art, you just flow. You just go like the wind. Subconscious mind. Let's talk about the captain and the crew. So the subconscious can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not real. It can just go by the information we feed it. And most of the problem is most of the time we don't feed it. So let's look at the conscious mind is the captain and the subconscious mind is the crew. If the captain doesn't give a direct command to the crew, then what's the crew going to do? Whatever they want. So you got all these crew members out there, all up in here, going, because it's noisy. And that's a lot of times when people talk, I just hear noise. There's no directive, because they haven't got a command from the captain. They're not re resolute. They're not absolute. There is no clarity on what they want to go. There's no desire, no faith, no imagination. They're just going on emotion and what happened. Okay? So you got to feed that subconscious through meditation, and you got to direct it. That means, like, I did an example. I said this before. If you go to bed one night, you know you have to be up early, early in the morning. You set up your alarm clock. Like, I may set the alarm, call downstairs to the front desk, tell them to call me, call somebody else to wake you up. And then you wake up 30 minutes before it's time to wake up because you locked it into your subconscious that you have to be up. You made it, at, at, you made it so adamant that when your captain spoke, get me up in on time, and the subconscious say, aye, aye. You have to operate. But we don't do that. We go to say, I'm so tired. Oh, I'm sleepy. Well, I want to watch this picture. I just want to watch the picture when we fall asleep on the picture. Even if you're going to do that, command the crew on what you want to do. That means you can tell the future if you're willing to write it. So command the crew on what you're going to do the next day. How's the next day going to start off? Because the cool thing about life is that you only get one day at a time. Even the Lord's Prayer says, give us this day. You don't say, give us a look. I'll get a whole week. Lord, can I get a week's worth? In that case, we come back. Hey, give me six months worth. I'll see you later. No, give us this one day. Because all you got to do is get through Friday. This Friday, today, you get through Friday and Saturday starts off fine. So you got to feed your subconscious mind. You've got to be the captain to direct the crew. Okay? Now, um, the brain. Wow. We don't use a big, a big portion of our brain power. But what if, would happen if we could just increase it 1% every month? Huh. In a year, we'd be 12.5% better, be well on our way to take it to an entirely different level. Understand how the brain thinks. The brain does not like to burn a lot of calories. That's why they make things extremely simple. Keep it simplified, okay? Keep it simple that everyone can do it. Get information and teach it. If you don't have anybody to teach it to, then volunteer. Volunteer at some schools. Volunteer at your church. You know, get in a Sunday school. Go and volunteer at any organ. Go to a shelter. You know, talk to your cats or your goldfish for all I care. But once taught, twice learned. You own the information when you begin to teach it. And when you begin to live it, then you move into the 13th principle, which is sixth sense. When, sixth sense is when you get into the zone where you'll get to the point of click that you don't have to think anymore. It's like Michael Jordan never looked at the basket. I mean, he never looked at the basketball. I'm sorry. He never looked at the basketball. He only looks at where the ball was going to go. 
Uh, Wayne Gretzky never looked at the puck. He only looked at where he wanted it to go. When you get on a basketball court with Michael Jordan, he's beat you. Magic Johnson, he's sort of passed past you. LeBron James, he's already dominated you before the game has begun because he operates in the sixth sense. And that comes through preparation and perfect preparation, perfect practice. You practice, do you practice, do you want to practice anymore, and then you practice some more. You study, you study, until you don't want to study anymore, and then you study some more. So when you open up your mouth, you don't have to think about what you want to say. It comes out. It is second nature because you're on path and purpose. You're in tune. Before I speak in every group, I say two things. God, let it be all thee and not me. Let me serve your people. Let it be your will that comes through me. And then I go into myself, and I summon all the power that's been given me by my creator that I don't have to look outside for because it's here. I am the voice. I lead, not follow. I believe, not doubt. I defy the odds. I'm a force for good. I set high standards. I step up, step up, step up. I do that three times. And then I breathe. I close my eyes, open them, and now I'm in my space. I'm in my zone. You're in the sixth sense where you just know and you see. It's slow motion, and it's a calming spirit. Look, we're about to close out the show in the next 90 seconds. Next week, we're talking about the five frequencies of high performance. If you're seriously interested in being a speaker, I can put one more person in the speaker slot. Now, look, it's five days. It's in Chicago, the 18th of June through the 22nd. If I do one in November, it'll be a three-day when it won't be a four or five days. We, we locked down with our TV show, with the radio show, but the podcast. Everything's going to be online. We have the virtual reality glasses that you can put the glasses on and, and put you in front of a live audience, and you're speaking and reading the speech through a teleprompter. And then every month, I'll send you videos to teach you your F4, your F30, your first 30 seconds, how you own the stage, okay? How to use your voice, the psychology of speaking to lock your audience in. I'll teach you all those things in those five days, how to market online. And then we take people over to all over the world and build their brand, their media clips, their sizzle reel, all those great things. But having said that, I want you guys to go into, go and go about a book by Napoleon Hill, Dr. Dennis Kimbrough, Sharon Lecter, and John Shin. Get those books, get all of them. Read the stories and the principles of what people have gone through and how did they overcome adversity. When I lost everything and I was homeless, I knew I was going to be successful. I never, it never affected me, not one day. I never got off path, not a day, because I was prepared. Why? Because somebody told me their story. Mr. Mike Coopers, homeless at 24, millionaire at 28. And Greg Provenzano, his partner, told me to read books. And I began to read. And I found myself in similar situations when I was diagnosed with cancer and it's gone. When I had sarcoidosis and I, had, and I was up to 370 pounds and I passed that. And when I've been through challenges with relationships and people died in my family and stuff happens, stuff happens. But we don't think inside the box because there is no box. And if there's no box, there's possibility. You guys like my hat? This is uh, in Thai. Um, uh, you can't hear it. You can't see it on the radio. But I'm wearing a hat. It's in Thai. It says James Dentley. But having said that, that's going to conclude our show. We're going to be back next week with the five frequencies of high performance. For those of you online, we're going to stick around just a few moments. I got a few more things I want to share with you. And uh, about five minutes, not too long. And for those of you on the show, I look forward to seeing you guys next Friday. And we got some exciting things because Kara and I are going to the Wearable Arts Gallery where we might be bumping into Beyonce since her mother and her father-in-law run the joint. And, uh, you know, they're going to get an award to, uh, what's that man's name? Tyler Perry. Oh, yeah. Medea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah, we're going to be there. And, <laughs> and Tiffany Haddish is MC. We're going to have a great time. A lot of our friends are going to be there. And then our great friend, Frank Shankowitz, 
is going to be premiering his movie, The Wish Man, the founder of Make-A-Wish Foundation's great work. That's going to conclude our show for today. We'll see you guys next Friday. Remember to tune in and, and just, just go into the archives, thejamesdentleyshow.com. You want to reach out to me? Send me an email at jd at thejamesdentleyshow. JD at the James Dimley Show. God bless you guys. Peace. We'll talk to you guys next Friday. Thank you for listening to the James Dentley Show. Be sure to join James for another inspiring show next Friday at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here next week.